my conversation with Sean Dustin today. Check out his podcast. It's called Nowhere to Go But Up. And um, yeah, we talk about behavior that we're not proud of, stuff that we've done in the past that we wish we hadn't, but we understand ourselves better now and want to give people a platform, maybe feel like they can relate or feel understood if they have been abused in the past. Thanks so much for supporting our mission here, our little vision of helping others to heal. Um, we're no doctors, we're no therapists, we're just regular people who went through some stuff and see a therapeutical, beneficial um, use for others in listening to this. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Hey, good afternoon. I'm Sean Dustin from the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. And joining me today is Aurora from the Borealis Experience. And Aurora and myself, if you haven't read the description, or we teamed up because in our past we've, you know, we were abusive people and, you know, we, you know, had unhealthy relationships, toxic relationships, the way that we dealt with the opposite sex or this, our significant others was not necessarily, um, very productive or very healthy. So what we decided to do, and this would be the second episode of what we've done is, uh, talk about these issues and share them with you and let you guys know that you're not alone if you are a part of this group of people that uh, has experienced these kind of things in the past. And if you're looking to kind of change your behaviors and, you know, identify sort of the things and in, in the, in the blind spots in your life and in your behaviors, uh, this is what we're here to do. We're here to talk about these things. So uh, Aurora, I'm going to bring her in. Hey Aurora, why don't you go ahead and uh, and and introduce yourself? I'm gonna I'm gonna share this real quick uh, with a bunch of different groups while you're taking care of that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Sean. Yeah, my name is Aurora. I started uh, the Borealis Experience podcast a couple months ago and met Sean along the way, and we started talking and just realize that we have something in common that we're not really proud of. Um, like Sean just uh, said, we were abusive and manipulative and not awesome with our previous partners or maybe family members. And I think it is really important as a woman to kind of disclose some of the behavior that I, um, how do you say, practiced. <laughs> Um, and from him side to, to know that, yeah, there's women out there who are aware of, uh, this kind of behavior and we're not proud of it. We want to be better. We want to connect with you guys and have healthy relationships. Sometimes it is just hard to, yeah, be that wonderful, awesome, heartwarming person because of stuff that happens in the past or, stuff that we still haven't let go of. So the show here is um, 
Very, very important to me. I'm very excited to be on this. And um, yeah, thank you for supporting us and for sharing or giving us any kind of feedback if you can relate or if this is of any benefit for you. Thank you, Aurora. I appreciate that for the you know car uh, carrying me there for a little bit while I, while I shared this through the Facebook groups. But yeah, I mean, last mm -hmm. last uh, episode, episode number one, we uh, talked about our past and kind of the things that you and I both did. You took your turn, uh, and I took my turn, and we kind of gave everybody a, a, an idea of. Um, kind of the kind of people we were, the things that we would do, you know, the traps that we would lay um, for our significant others, or, you know, maybe the gaslighting that we would both do um, to try and, um, you know, we and, and we did unwrap a, a lot of stuff in that. And so mm -hmm. I would suggest that you go back and check that out. She has it on her on her um, podcast, the uh, Borealis Experience. She's got an episode there. I have the same episode on mine, the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. So between either one, you'll be able to find it. And it's called Not Proud of Our Behavior because that's really where we're at. You know, we're not proud of the way that we behaved in the past and we don't want to continue that into the future. And so by talking about it and, you know, kind of like diving in and finding out like, you know, why, why did we do the things that we did and, mm -hmm. you know, and other stuff. And then also checking in about, you know, how were we triggered in any way this, you know, since we've talked, you know, have we gone through any sort of things that, uh, you know, were impactful or where we had to step back and go, oh man, you know, I really need to take a look at that you know, because some of that old stuff is starting to come up. Um, is that kind of like where you feel Aurora? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like as soon as I knew that we were going to do uh, the second show on this Thursday, I was like, Oh, I'm happy that I can uh, talk about this stuff and um, yeah, reflect light on it in order to dissolve it instead of suppressing it more and more and more. And I hope our listeners can feel the same way in just listening. Uh, we might invite you guys to be guests or to send us emails uh, or requests. Um, but yeah, I was really looking forward to that second episode now because there was quite quite a lot of stuff building up. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that because you you mentioned something that's really important. What happens when we don't talk about this stuff? What happens when we suppress it? Or what happens for you when you suppress uh, these things and don't really get them out and let them sort of fester? Um, yeah, let's talk about suppression. Uh, I think that I become very quiet. And when I open my mouth, it's usually cynical or very negative. So... Um, I feel shame about my behavior, but don't communicate that I feel regret or anything. Instead, I attack the other person verbally or I just uh, give them the silent treatment because I don't want to confront my feelings um, that are roaming inside of me. And the other person is usually like very helpless and doesn't really know how to uh, approach me uh, if I need space or if I need to be close and what's going on. So I'm totally 
confusing my partner and um, yeah, are maybe even passive aggressive. And um, it's my way to kind of channel that pressure out of outside of me. And I know it's not the way to go. It's very destructive. So would you say that if you were more communicative uh, to your partner that and, and kind of bring them in on how you're feeling, do you think that that would kind of help um, alleviate that pressure and, and also any kind of tension because now you're sort of bringing them into the fold of, of what the issue is? Do you think that that would be a solution? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm totally aware that this would be the way to go. But I still struggle with it because I want to solve it on my own. I don't want to burden the other person, which doesn't make any sense because how I behave is more exhausting and shitty for them than if I was to communicate it. So there's still kind of a, that has to be built for me to know if I communicate it, there's a good experience coming out and I'm still not there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, a it's a journey. Uh, it really is. And, you know, I don't, I, I'm not sitting up here saying that, you know, Hey, I've, I've got this figured out, you know, this is, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you a course, right. I'm not trying to sell you a, uh, anything that that's telling you that I know how I, that I've fixed myself. I've, I've fixed a lot of parts of myself, but there are still those parts that, that, you know, come out. And if I'm not, you know, exercising good communication, if I'm not um, keeping myself in a good space, and one of the things that's really important, if I'm not acting like my past is my, like speaking about my past as if it's, as if it's my present, that's mm -hmm. a huge one, you know, because yes. when we talk about things and like, for me, it's like, I'll say, yeah, well, I'm not very smart at business or I'm not very, I'm not a good business person. Well, that's not true. You know, no. I'm just uninformed about how to do some parts of business, which make me feel like I'm not good at the whole thing. And as if I'm yeah. saying that about myself, I'm actually willing it into existence that exactly that this is this is me this is my truth and mm -hmm. that's not true and so when we can get oh. away from talking about our past as if it's our present altogether we eliminate that that uh that that self-fulfilling prophecy right i guess that's what you would you would call it um and so, yeah, that's really what, what the key is here is almost like figuring out how to almost like an addict, right? Like a drug addict, you know, they got to figure out what their yeah. triggers are. You know, when I yeah. feel this way, this happens. When I put myself in these situations over here, this happens. Um, when I start feeling this way, what am I going to do in order to make X, Y, and Z not happen, right? And so those are like mitigating things, uh, mitigating uh, bad outcomes from happening. And a lot of that has yeah. to do with just playing the tape out, right? Playing yeah. the scenario out in your head. And, and before you, you, you react emotionally, play the tape through and respond intelligently. Mm -hmm. what, do you, 
Do you got anything to add to that? What I want to add is that like we're talking eye to eye. I don't know if you say that in English, but we're one level. And if ever you notice something that I'm doing, like even just in our little interviews here, I take your advice because I don't feel you're above there and I'm down here and we have different levels of healing. And if you see something where I could hear more, feel free to throw that advice at me and I will happily receive it. And I might do the same for you if that's okay with you, because at the beginning you said, yeah, you are at no point better than me, but we might have like different levels of healing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I totally agree to what you just said um, in, in being fixated on our past and saying, yeah, this is what happened to me in the past. And this is why I'm a victim today. And this kind of gives me the green pass to behave that way. That is not okay. Are you a victim or were you an abuser? In both cases, cannot hold yourself in that box because otherwise you're going to keep behaving the same way and, and never get out of it, right? I think that's what, what you were uh, saying when you talked about the past. And we have to look at the past and communicate about it, but we can't make it our identity and, and give us excuses to hold on to it more and, and um, kind of stay stuck in that, in that past behavior just because we keep repeating the story, like talking about it. Um, so yeah, very, very true. It's, 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 how it's about it, how we wield our words, right? Mm -hmm. How we, how we spin our words and how we, you know, the words that we use oftentimes, uh, create the story in our head and the narrative, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of what we do is so second nature that it is, um, subconsciously it's at the subconscious level. You know, the behaviors that we that we are using, like for myself, some of the behaviors that I had were learned behaviors over years of bad behavior, right? Mm -hmm. And they have been ingrained and so ingrained in what I do uh, from, I'll give you a good example. So I would come home, like I wouldn't have been doing anything wrong, but I may have been somewhere where I shouldn't have been. You know, maybe I was at a friend's house or maybe I went to stop somewhere and, you know, to spend some money that I don't want to fess up about. Right. Maybe I went and bought something for myself and any, anything. Right. And mm -hmm. instead of just being honest about it, my immediate response would I would lie about it. You know, and it, and it would be, and it was stupid. Like, it was like, it's like, what are you even lying about that for? That's so dumb. You know, there's yeah. no reason, there's no reason why you should have lied about that. I mean, you wouldn't have gotten trouble, but now when I would have to explain it, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, it's like, I, I get caught up in my words. Um, it doesn't seem like it, it seems like I was doing something worse than I was actually doing when I'm trying to, you know, lie my, lie my way out of it. Right. 
and it just goes from one to the next to the next to the next. So, I mean, it had all of these adverse reactions. And in order to mitigate that, it was just, look, man, these are the kind of behaviors that I have. I know that I have them. And let's not let those behaviors rule my day. Let's not mm -hmm. let them control my outcomes for my relationships. And yeah. let's let's break free of them. And so that's kind of what I did. Does that kind of ring true with you or how do you feel about that? Did you have any behaviors like that that were like second nature to you that, that you kind of clung on to that kept you um, uh, not being able to progress forward? Yeah, certainly, certainly. For me, lying was also a big part, but a bigger part for me was when I felt triggered and the trigger inside of me uh, brought out feelings of powerlessness and inferiority um i would totally like bite onto that problem and be so aggressive with any person that was going to come close to me be it someone uh trying to help me or someone just there while i'm still trying to fish stuff out so that feeling of powerlessness so past week it was for instance my phone that just didn't function the way i needed it and and i just kept telling myself this is just a test the universe is testing me if i really want to do that podcast and it was really like a huge stick in my wheels like I couldn't think anymore. I was not creative anymore. And the people that live with me, the people that um, surround me here and don't really have an escape right now because of COVID, <laughs> I was either totally aggressive with or totally shut them out. And, and because I wanted to figure that stupid situation out and kind of like a an aggressive pit bull, you know, who, who can't get out of that mode anymore and yeah lying is uh, definitely uh, part of that too then because you kind of try to have the happy face on and keep people close and in a good mood and, and help them out but then at the same time you build up so much resentment because you'd rather them help you instead of having to put that happy face on so I don't allow myself to look weak in any kind. When I cry, it's really because I held back for so many weeks. But everything that happens before is trying to protect that soft spot that is actually crying for help, but I don't allow it. I don't know if that makes any sense or if that was totally confusing right now. No, but no that it wasn't was confusing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't confusing at all. Actually, the the funny thing about that is is that when when we can show other people our vulnerabilities, right? And our weaknesses, those are actually our strengths. Right? Yeah. The ability to do that, but we've got ourselves so fooled and we've inverted the two. We make it seem mm -hmm. like if that because I have vulnerabilities and because I show weaknesses, like whether it's, you know, emotionally or, you know, what, whatever it is for you, I mean, it, it manifests itself differently in everybody. Um, 
I think it's the opposite. I think that uh, when you're in your truth and you're in, you're being authentic and you're allowing people to see the, um, the vulnerabilities in you. And I, I think that, I think that shows great strength. Mm-hmm. Just when you're in it, <laughs> it is hard to, to then be that vulnerable, soft person. And because there's also that weird connection of feeling like a burden to others and, and wanting to be strong for others. And if we just, know that no it's so important to be vulnerable because then the other person can be the strong shoulder mm. for you otherwise they can't otherwise they're there and don't really know how to like behave around you and and if you soften up if you admit what's going on inside of you then you can actually create connection and it's um it's a big step it's a big step to to just let those guards down and and say hey i reached a point where i need you so you have to be so if i'm hearing you right so one you have to be able to communicate these things right that's that's one part of diffusing sort of the situation because if you're communicating and you're telling people you know how they can how they can uh assist you or how they can help you show up better or how they can show up better um you know in in the situation that's one thing yeah. but then the other thing that i'm hearing is that doesn't allow you to go any further than that and that's trust Mm -hmm. And the lack of the lack of trust um, within other people, because whether it is, you know, we're trying to protect ourselves, um, we're not trying to get hurt. Um, I do this a lot. And I just talked to this earlier uh, to somebody about this earlier. So between my daughter and my dog, I give them so much love, right? I am 100% like the kind of loving person that you would want your significant other to be like to be to get hugs and kisses and, and to be playful with them and to like, you know, be silly. And all of the things mm -hmm. that you can do once you trust somebody fully, right? And you know that they're not going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't do that with an with the opposite sex. But my girlfriend watches me do that with my dog and my, and my, my daughter all the time. Yeah. And, and, and she's probably, why, why not me? And because she triggers something and you, that your daughter and your dog don't probably. Or... Well, no, it's just a lack of trust. It's because yeah. I don't trust. It's safe. It's safe there. Right. Because my dog is going to love me unconditionally, no matter what. Right. Yeah. No matter what I do. Uh, my daughter, same thing, you know, of course, and, you know, if I did something wrong to her, of course, that's a little bit different because it's, you're dealing with a human now, but you know, if you're, if you're parenting the right way, you want the best for your children. You want your, your, I want my daughter to be safe and I want her to feel loved and I want her to feel, um, like she's important and I want her to feel, um, I want her to feel like I'll never leave her. You know, mm -hmm. like, like she can always count on me to be there for her. And I have a hard time yeah, doing we, that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I have a hard time doing that with 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 my girlfriend or any opposite sex for that matter for probably the last I would say 15 years, you know, maybe maybe mm -hmm. even 20 years. Um there was a point where I just stopped trusting uh relationships and and you know from whatever reason probably cuz I I was always the one that that burned them down. Um so maybe it, well, I just didn't trust myself. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I'm not we, we are not uh uh mental health counselors um no. we don't we're not giving you mental health advice we're not giving you relationship advice we're not giving you uh any kind of advice all we're doing is allowing you to be a fly on the wall of a conversation from two people that struggled with sort of the same things but on different spectrums of it and how we've gotten through it and how we are you know sort of navigating our or are navigating our way through it Exactly, exactly. Well said, Sean. <laughs> yeah, that's issue is, I think, at the root of like you and I, uh, our problem. Because if we were to trust people fully, we wouldn't need to lie. We wouldn't need to hide. Uh, we wouldn't need to come up with some stupid manipulative ways to keep people interested in us and stuff. So what can we do about this? How can we be like you and I are with our dogs? How can we be those warm, trusting people? That's, that's what I would love to, yeah, know. And this is my goal. This is where I want to end up one day. Um, and I feel what we're doing right now, like it's only the second episode. I feel so much better already um, talking about this. And, and finding stuff about ourselves that can help us to to get there. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. So you let, let let's let's move into something else because we're I what I'd like to try and do with these is keep them to about a half an hour because those are consumable pieces. When we start getting yeah. into to the to the half to the half to the not the half hour but the forty five and and one hour time frames, I, I feel like it uh, unless you're, you're you're driving super content, but even then, it's uh, I I feel like the thirty minute mark is is the sweet spot. I used to think it was sixty, but now I I, I believe it's thirty. So yeah. tell me yeah. tell me what what you've been going through, and I'll and I'll kind of check check in on what I and what my week's been through. It might take us a little bit lit, longer than thirty minutes, but we're gonna try and do this and then and then wrap up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me. It was uh, a person from my past who, who like wanted to keep in touch with me again. And um, yeah, for the last year, I was very good at holding that person at distance um, because, yeah, we went through some stuff where I behaved uh, not good and his behavior was not awesome either, but I felt my behavior was more destructive uh, because I needed to end things. They were not good for me anymore. And so now to um, going on a walk with that person again and talking about stuff brought back all kinds of um, yeah memories and guilt feelings and regrets that I didn't know um, how to uh, channel out and how to, um, I don't want to say behave around, but how to get rid of maybe even 
So it was all stuck inside of me because I thought, oh, I can't really talk about this with anybody because nobody knows what was really going on. I kept everything to myself back then and I'm just going to keep doing the same now. So I found myself uh, really pushing people away that wanted to be close with me and, and getting like rashes and headaches and sleepless nights and feeling very uninspired, like not worthy of, of doing my podcast even anymore. And so it was a huge um, mess in my head and, and in my life, uh, so to say. And, and now I'm feeling better, um, but it was being reminded of the past, I think, and of my past behavior that totally threw me off of uh, my solid train tracks that I thought I was on. <laughs> what was it for you, Sean? Or if you want to add something to this, um, feel free. Yeah, that's why it's important, you know, because sometimes when we think that we have it, we have it licked, right? I guess you would say, oh, I got this. Right? I got this. And I'm not even tripping. I'm, I'm going to, uh, that's not even a problem anymore. Um, no. But that's that's your that's your subconscious tricking your ass, right? Because you know what what are you gonna do if if that footing isn't so solid, right? What 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 is your um, I guess you would say uh, word for that is like what's your parachute? You know what's it, what where, what are you gonna fall back on? Um, you know what is your plan? Uh, to not have to go through this. And what I mean by what is your plan? So I'm going to give an analogy here. I'm an addict. I suffered from addiction, uh, from methamphetamines. I was addicted for 18 years. Uh, then I went into a seven-year opiate addiction on pain pills. So when I went and had surgery on my arm, uh, it's been you know over two years since I've taken painkillers. Uh, I got prescribed painkillers. And so what I had to do is I had to have a plan because I knew that they were going to offer them to me. So what am I going to do about that? Right. Am I going to not take them? Am I going to take them or like, like, what does that look like? And so I, I created a plan before I even went to the surgery. I had got my girlfriend to agree like, Hey man, when we bring these pills home, cause I'm not going to, not going to take, cause I don't want to, I don't want to feel pain. If this is going to help me through it, I'm cool with it. Um, but mm -hmm. I want you to hold on to them and don't allow me to overuse them because I yeah. probably will. Yeah. And so, and then, and then too, when the doctor uh, came and asked me how many pills that I wanted, I mean, I guess I could have said 50. I could have said, I mean, a hundred would have been way too much, but I just said, just give me 20 of them. I'm cool with 20. Uh, that mm -hmm. way, you know, that's a, a, a good amount to get me through the, the, the beginning part. And, and you get what I'm saying. So you got to have a plan and that's, and that goes the same way for when you're trying to deal with people or you're trying to deal with your old behaviors, you got to have a plan for when they show up, right? Mm -hmm. For, for when that, that stuff comes out and you haven't dealt with it or you haven't talked it out or you haven't uh, talked to somebody close to you to like relief, relief, the, the pressure valve, right? Psh all right, let some of that, let some of that out. And that happens when, when you talk to people, like what we're doing right now, that's, that's letting some of that pressure out. Um, 
some of what I want to talk uh, talk about, and, and I'm, we're at thirty. So when I was in my using, uh, in my addiction, um, with my ex, hey Lewis, how are you? Um, we so my behavior when I was an addict with my ex, my, my daughter's mom. So I have two daughters. One of them I had when I was, uh, younger and she's 21. Now I got those parental rights taken away from me. Uh, and her mom, her mom filed to have my rights terminated because not because of anything that I did to my daughter or anything like that, but just because of my behavior and my addiction, I had done something, you know, she, I kind of screwed her over pretty big time. And so that was her way of doing it. I could have contested it, but I chose not to. I chose not Mm -hmm. to because I chose addiction and my, and partying over, over my, my responsibilities as a father. And so I, yeah. And so I, I excused it away by saying, you know, she's probably better off without me. And, you know, I made all these excuses in my mind as to why this would be the best choice for, for, for me, you know, but, but disguising it as the best choice for her, right? Mm-hmm. That, that little, that little game we play to, to rationalize our behavior. Um, mm-hmm. So fast forward, I went to prison, you know, all that happened. I would lie about it when I'd tell the story and I would say that, oh yeah, she waited till I went to prison and then she had me served. That's that's bullshit. That didn't happen that way. I mm-hmm. chose not. I chose not to to contest it and not show up and party and 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 not come to the court date. So, um, three you know years have gone by. I, I, I went. I, you know, I got out of prison and I found them, and I made contact. Uh, you know. I didn't talk to him. I didn't do any of that, that stuff. But I mean, I, I, I talked to him through messenger and then, uh, not too, not maybe about two, two years ago, I found her on Instagram and we had been talking back and forth. Um, I, I don't, I didn't know how to navigate that situation because it's like, yeah, I'm your biological dad, but I'm not your father. Right. Because a father is all these other things that I didn't do. Right. Like I would consider myself a father Mm -hmm. to my daughter, my daughter that I have now, my, my three and a half year old, because I'm involved in her life. I'm, I'm there every day. I'm, I'm, you know, supporting her uh, physically, financially, uh, mentally and and all that stuff. And this one, I didn't do that for. So it just like navigating that whole system. Like, what do you even like, where do you even start with that? Right. And so I kind of half-assed the, the, Sometimes I would say, Hey, you know, sometimes I just get busy and not say anything. So what I think happened is it made her seem or or feel like I wasn't interested. Like, eh, I don't, you know, I don't want to kind of be in your, I I mean, I could be in your life or I could not be in your life. You know, I could take it or leave it. That's kind of like Mm -hmm. what I think what I was presenting. And so that went Mm -hmm. on for a while. And just recently within the last uh i would say three or four days she's reached out to me and wants to have a relationship and wants to get to know me and wants to go down that path of 
you know, whatever that is and, you know, whatever that's going to look like for us as we're, we're trying to figure this out. And mm-hmm. I knew that, the, I knew that there, I, I knew there would be a day that this would be, that, that possibly this could happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody always said, well, you know, most daughters want to know who their dad are, who their dad is. And she's always going to want to know that. And she's going to want to know what the story is, you know, cause she'll hear one from her mom, which I don't know what that is. I haven't even, we haven't even gotten even into that. And I don't really even care. You know, that's not, that doesn't matter to me. We were both probably way different people back then than we are now. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. And that's the, the, the things that I'm dealing with this week. And so there's a part of me that's really, really happy. And wow. you know, that, yeah, that maybe I might get a chance to, to, um, um, uh, to, uh, to fix those mistakes, right. Mm -hmm. That I, that I had in the past. And, um, I don't know what that's going to look like. Fuck, you're making me cry. Woo! Um, I I don't know what that's gonna look like, and um, it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. It is scary because it's very uncertain, and at the same time, it's so big and beautiful, and it could finally help you to let go of all the guilt and shame that you felt around that story, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, everybody. I didn't mean to, uh, to get there, but, um, there, there's a lot more, there's a lot more under that than that. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to hold back, but, um, when, when that time actually comes, when, uh, uh, we actually meet again and it's been since she, it was 18 months. The last time I seen her, she was 18 months old and she's 21 now. And I'm probably going to lose my shit. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to cry like a fucking baby. And um, yeah. like, like the, like, like the convulsion kind, right. The uncontrollable kind. Cause there's a lot of pain yes. wrapped in there, man. Exactly. Yeah. And for so long, my God, 21 years. And, but you know what? I think it's exactly that reaction that every daughter who is seeking out her dad secretly wants you know wants the emotional soft and and warm kind of reaction and embracing her and yeah just being happy that everything is over now and you guys get to have a new start yeah yeah i'm 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 excited but i'm scared i'm i'm have all these emotions hey joy how are you thanks for joining the broadcast um joy is one of my patreon subscribers and one of my uh people that support the show and appreciate you um probably not a side of you that you probably thought you would see uh from me but um (laughs) a very beautiful one so yeah, we uh so here so here we go. If we're gonna wrap this up here, because I mean 40 minutes is cool. Um yeah. if you want to be on the show, uh if you want to reach out to the show, you got a story that that uh you know maybe you were one of these people, or maybe you were 
somebody who was on the other side of it and was affected by an abusive person. Um, and you, and you, and if you don't, if you want to come on the show, write an email, right? Uh, shoot us an email and let us know. Um, the email will be, uh, let me find it. Nowhere to go, but up now at gmail.com. There you go. Go right there. (laughs) And, uh, put the give the show an email um if you don't want to be on the show and you just want to give us your story and maybe we'll read it on air and uh you know and answer questions about it uh that's that's possible too uh you can do that as well um you know like i said the point here is to get real and get vulnerable and get honest with who we were and until we can do that or you can do that if you're somebody who's struggling with some of the same things you're never going to progress until you get real and honest with who you were and the only way over over stuff like that is through it and talking Mm -hmm. about it and not hiding from it and being honest about it has been one of the key things that has made it so I can heal from it honestly mm-hmm. and so you know that's just what i want my my own message there uh do you got any parting words those were very very beautiful words and all i can add is that it'd be so wonderful to have more people um sharing their stories here we're all in this together we can all learn from each other And we can support each other through that time of change and uncertainty because it's sometimes very scary to let go of an old story and pain and how how am I, who am I when I don't feel pain, when I don't feel shame. So um, don't hesitate and yeah, support our little show here and do yourself good too. Mm, thank you thank you joy we appreciate that and then also too we're we're still working things out you know we did the last one on zoom and i didn't like the audio this one here looks like it may have a little bit of issues with uh with your your connection because it's you're blurry but the audio is good so um that's really what this is is like we want to to do with these anyways is that we want we wanted better audio so we used uh, Streamyard, so we can both upload these. Woo! What's that? Sorry, sorry, that's the home phone. Oh no, my it's- ow! All right. And so we, we want to be able to uh, put these up on our podcast platforms, um, you know, on the uh, like, like iTunes, Spotify. And so we're going to take the audio from this and then she'll upload them to her, her podcast, which is the Borealis experience. Uh, go ahead and play, actually go ahead and plug, plug which, where you are. Um, so yeah, the Borealis experience is on Spotify, on Apple, on Deezer, and, um, many, many other platforms. Uh, you can visit my homepage, uh, the and listen there, or you'll be directed to your favorite, um, host. Yes. All right. And then also for me, you know, you can you can contact me at the email there or you can go to my link tree, which is probably the easiest place. Oh, same thing. It's probably the easiest place to get a hold of me because that's where 
every place that I'm at. You can go and support my nonprofit if you want and learn more about that. You can go and, you know, if you like what I'm doing and you, you know, want to buy me a coffee, you can do that as well. That there's tabs in that link tree to buy me a coffee. Uh, you can be a, become a subscriber like Joy is to my Patreon, where you know you can be at one dollar, two to one, three, five, and ten dollar levels of where you can you can subscribe, and each tier has different uh, perks, and so you can go over there and figure all that out. And I believe all of that is available in the description. Uh, direct links to all that stuff especially and and for uh aurora herself so if you like what we're doing and you think that this is a good idea please let us know reach out and and, and let us know what we can do uh different topics that you think that we can talk about that fit in with this sort of uh narrative here and uh, we'd like to hear from you yes all right so Wonderful. until yeah, thank you again, Aurora. I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, until next time, uh, we're going to try and figure out a, a, a schedule to do this, maybe every two weeks, um, maybe every three weeks. I'm not sure exactly where, where we're at with it. This is the second time that we've done it. So go check out the first one, because if you want to learn who we were and the kind of behavior that we that we did, that's all in that first episode. So, yes. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, a great weekend. Um, figure out if you struggle with any of this stuff, um, you know, figure it out. And if you're struggling with something to the point where you don't know if you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else, seek out help. Uh, call the hotlines, which we should have. You know, that's what we should do the next time. We should have like mm -hmm. uh, links and phone numbers for suicide prevention and mental health um, emergencies and stuff like that that we can flash up as well. Because since we are not uh, licensed counselors, the least that we can do is direct you to a place where you can get some help from people that that are licensed. Yes, very good idea, Sean. Yeah. All right. So we're out of here. Have a great weekend uh, and keep it 100 and stay true to yourself. Yes. Thank you so much, Sean. And right. see you soon again. Bye-bye. Bye, Aurora. Bye, everybody.